Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, Matt, this will dive us into some of our questions that we get from listeners, because I have a great question for you when I wrap up this explanation. So here we go. Okay. This is, this is, I'm going to make it really easy on everybody to understand the third QB rule. Okay. The league passed a rule that's allowing now for a third emergency QB to enter the game at the first two get, get injured, but mm-hmm. don't worry about it like that. Here's all you have to know. Nothing's changing as far as rosters. Nothing. Every team still has a 53 man roster with two possible elevations on game day to get to 55. Most teams do that. So let's say you get to 55 on game day. Every team also can only dress 47 players, 48 with eight offensive linemen. That's not changing. So let's just take the most basic common thing, which is 55 players on the active roster on game day, only 48 dress. None of that is changing. The only thing that is changing is out of the other Seven who are going to be inactive, essentially, out of the 55 and 48, seven who are inactive. One of them now can be designated as a third quarterback, an emergency quarterback, who can then go into the game if the other two get hurt. Mm-hmm. He is not dressing. He is not active. He doesn't count against your active active game day roster. But he can go into the game if the other two quarterbacks are hurt and come out of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where it gets a little, little tricky. If one of the quarterbacks who got hurt gets cleared to go back in the game. The third quarterback has to come out. Even if the other guy doesn't come back in because you're then essentially taking advantage of the rule by having a healthy quarterback and still using your emergency QB. So he has to come out, but that's it. Here's the rub of how teams are going to have to make a decision. The guy who's inactive, who's the emergency quarterback cannot be an elevation. That's what he I has mean. to be from your active roster, your 53 man roster. So this brings into the question, Matt, what teams will do as far as their active roster? Will they keep a third quarterback on their active roster with the specific reason of saying we're just going to make him inactive on game day because then we could actually use that extra emergency quarterback in case something happens? Nope. I don't think this impacts the Bills at all because with the roster that they have, I don't think there's any chance that they're keeping three quarterbacks on their active roster. And for this rule to come into play, they would need to keep all three of them. That's not going to happen. And – this has not ruled out what they were doing previously. Uh, 100% right. So why not continue to do that unless 
you know, if you're a team that you've got, like the 49ers last year is what this rule is basically trying to protect, what happened yes. to them with all of their injuries at quarterback. In the, NFC, in the NFC Championship game, literally Christian McCaffrey was warming up to go play quarterback. <laughs> it's nuts that that happened. But I think if you're the Bills, you roll with two quarterbacks. It's Josh Allen and it's Kyle Allen. They're your guys. If you have any concerns about the availability of one or both of those guys, you'll have Matt Barkley on your practice squad. You're not going to be worried about another team taking Matt Barkley from your practice squad, and you will elevate him with as one of the two players that can be elevated prior to the game, unless like you've got some other crazy injury that happens or like a run of injuries that impact one specific position, then maybe you need to get a little bit creative or something. But unless there's a really wild circumstance that happens, nothing is going to change for the Bills. They're going to have two quarterbacks on their 53-man roster. Matt Barkley is going to be their practice squad quarterback. And then if one of their other guys is hurt, Matt Barkley is going to be a practice squad elevation leading into a game, and that's just how it's going to be. It's a great point you just raised because I just said it can't be an elevated guy. It can be if that guy's actually on the active game day roster if he's elevated. Mm-hmm. You can actually have three quarterbacks on your game day roster. You just can't elevate a guy, make him inactive, and then he goes in as your emergency quarterback. That's mm-hmm. what you can't do. But what you said is right. Matt Barkley could be the practice squad quarterback. You elevate him on Saturday night, and then he dresses on game day, and he's one of your 48 guys who dress. Then he's totally eligible. Here's what I do wonder, though, and I haven't seen this clarified anywhere, so I'm going to make an assumption, but I probably shouldn't do that. Does it have to be a guy with the word with the letters QB next to his name on the roster? I'll give you a great example. So Joe Webb. Let's say you have a guy. Let's just say, let's take Taysom Hill, for example. What's he listed? Tight end? I don't know. He might be listed as a quarterback. I don't know okay. the answer to that. Though. Maybe he's listed a tight end. Okay. Let's take a guy like that. Anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. We'll use a real life example of the bills. All right. Let's just say, um, let's just say Trent Sherfield played quarterback in high school. He was very good at it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sunday comes around. He's inactive on game day, but can the bills say no, but if, if anybody gets hurt, if our two guys get hurt, that's our emergency quarterback. He can go in the game. I bet they have to be listed as a quarterback on the roster is my guess. My guess. I don't know. How? Because what? 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 You're allowed a third emergency quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what if it is Taysom Hill? So what if Taysom Hill has tight end le- next to his name or TE? Teams could if he has TE next to his name and he's been dealing with an injury all week. So they say, look, we're just going to hold him out, make him inactive. But you know what? Well, if he has to go in, we can, we can play. He can play quarterback in an emergency situation. That That's wouldn't be allowed. I don't know. It's an interesting question. I, I think that they've probably thought about it, but they haven't put too much thought into it because there's only a handful of players right? yeah. who I think would ultimately like, you know, fall into that bucket. The the guy that I was just thinking of, it has nothing to do with quarterbacks, but it's like Von Miller is listed as a linebacker so he can wear number 40. That's but, right. You know, he's not a linebacker. <laughs> right. But then the franchise tag talk and all the uh-huh. contract stuff comes into play and it's like, okay, like this is kind of wild. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would be. I, I just don't really think that this is going to be one of those rules that impacts the Bills. Like when there's these rule changes that ultimately get approved, like the Thursday Night Football one has a chance of impacting everybody. But I don't think it's going to happen because it is a pretty big change. I think it's in their back pocket of like a break glass in case of an emergency type deal. Mm-hmm. And I think this one is more of the same. I think what the most notable rule change that has been made in the NFL that was a direct result of the bills is the overtime rules in the playoffs. Oh yeah. That that to me is the most significant substantial 
potential ramifications down the road rule change. Besides that, they're all, in my mind, very, very minuscule. I just looked it up. Taysom Hill's listed as a tight end on the Saints official roster. Yeah, so again, a- so so there's a situation here where if he's banged up all week and you say, look, he's just he's close to playing, but we're going to hold mm-hmm. him out. We're going to make him inactive. But can they attach the third emergency quarterback designation to him? I don't know. I don't know if that's a good question because there would be a couple ways around that then, right. which make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, I wonder. I, I'm going to have to try and get clarification on this, and I'll have to look into it and, and, and see the exact wording. But those are, these are the kinds of things that you know I think about with these, with these rules that happen. Here's a rule that did not get passed. Mm-hmm. There was a rule proposed at the owners' meetings back in Arizona in March that got tabled till this week. They're going to now table it again and vote on it again, I believe, today as we record this. But I don't think it's going to pass, and nor do they – I don't want it to pass. I don't think it should pass. And that is – the fair catch rule? If there's a it's, a it's the college rule, essentially. Yeah. If there's a fair catch – by the way, in case people didn't know, you can always fair catch a kickoff. I don't mm-hmm. know if people realize that. You can always fair catch a kickoff in the NFL. If a ball goes way up in the air, you can fair catch it, and the team gets it right there. But the new rule would essentially say, if you fair catch a kickoff, or a punt inside your 25, is it, or a punt, right? Two? No. Yeah. I have to remember. Inside your 25-yard line, I think it is, the ball comes to the 25-yard line. Now, if you fair catch it at the 30, you're getting to the 30. But if it's inside, inside the 25-yard line, you get it at the 25. I think this is a horrible rule, and I'll tell you why. And I've spoken to actually um, NFL people about this who told me the same thing consistently. This is how you construct rosters to make sure you have gunners who run down the field to not allow a team to get it at their 25. This is how you pay people around your roster. If you're going to make this change, Matt, what I've been told is you got to make it and give teams like three years notice because Mm -hmm. you got guys, Saran Neal's a great example. Now I know he does play defense a little bit, but why are you paying Saran Neal over $3 million a year to be a gunner? If a guy's just going to fair catch it and put it at the 25 anyway. This is at the recommendation of the competition committee, right? This is yes. a this is a safety thing. That's yes. why that this is being kind of elevated. Yes. I don't know all of the intricacies of the safety aspect of it. If there is tangible evidence that this is that much safer than what you are currently doing, then maybe the conversation needs to go a little bit deeper. But I think from a strictly football standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense because if you're going to try and pin a team deep, like and then you can all of a sudden just fair catch it. I think that's unfair from a special team standpoint. I also think if you're the team receiving the kickoff or the punt, you by the way, it is only a kickoff. Now that I looked at it, it is only a kickoff. It's not a punt, but the point still remains. You still pay guys to like Tyler Medikevich, Saran Neal, Jaquan Mm -hmm. Johnson, let's say, right. You paid them to be on your kickoff team to go stop a guy from not getting past the 25. I think that I'm glad you looked up the clarification because that changes things a little bit. I don't think it would have that big of an impact if it's just kickoffs. I know it would have an impact, but I don't think it would have that big of an impact because most kicks anyway, like most kickoffs, if you're going to kick it to the five, it's going to just run into the end zone anyway. I know it's not always, but most of the time. Maybe. Here, I'll tell you where it could, you know, where it actually could really play like the 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Yes. 13 seconds. If you pop it up in the air because you want to pin them deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair catch 25 yard line right so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i i know p- football people are against this um yeah, i've seen i've seen the same kind of reaction from football people out there pat mcafee went crazy on it against it now he's a former punter too right so i mean mm-hmm. it was really interesting your friend pat mcafee my friend pat mcafee he was yeah. really against it but i i will i know that the way rosters are constructed teams feel like 
they're basically now paying guys to do something they don't have to do anymore. And that would be unfair if you make this change right now. So we'll see where it goes. Um, all right. So here's the other thing. Uh, let's see if we have any other questions here. Um, did you find any? Nothing that really stood out. So you oh, can go well, ahead. and. No, no, no. I got one. I got one. All okay. right. This comes from, and I don't even know if this was, okay, here we go. Yes. MJM in NC, maybe North Carolina. D hop or Gabe seems it would have to be either or by this point. Do you agree with that? It's got to be either or if they, okay, let me ask you this. No. I'll put it this way to you. If we found out today that Gabe Davis signed an extension, does that completely eliminate DeAndre Hopkins? And if, or if we found out today the Bills traded for DeAndre Hopkins, does that completely eliminate a Gabe Davis extension? I think if they signed Gabe Davis to an extension that completely eliminates the DeAndre Hopkins talk, but not the other thing that you said. So I think that DeAndre Hopkins, having that much money tied up in your wide receivers does not seem like something that they would want to do. But I don't think it's either or. Like, I think if DeAndre Hopkins was going to be added to this Bills team, which I do not think is going to happen, even though he continues to be talking about how much he wants to play with Josh Allen and stuff, I, I think that that would be, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought, but I, I don't think it's either or. It, it's really no, not. I, it's I early, understand. guys. It's early. I, no, 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 no. I, I think you said it right. You're fine. Your train of thought was fine. You said um, it doesn't have to be either or. It might impact you know, how you go about it, I think. But um, yes. look, I, I still think the Bills, I, think, I still think the Bills are going to at some point sign Gabe Davis to an extension. I believe that. Gabe Davis wants to be in Buffalo. He yeah. likes it here. He wants to continue his career here. I know that. I've spoken to him about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bills like Gabe Davis enough to want him here. I think it really comes down to the financials and what they could do, but I think they'll try to see what they can get done. I would never rule out any trade possibility, Bills, DeAndre Hopkins, anybody, Odell Beckham when they he was a free agent, for the same reason that Brandon Bean never does. There's a guy available that can help us. Mm-hmm. You never know. I liken it, Matt, to... How many people thought there was no way Cole Beasley would ever be on this roster again midway through last year? Guess what happened? He was on the roster at the end of the year. That's true, but Cole Beasley also is not on another roster. It's not like they had no, to give up an asset to get him. I know that, but what I'm saying is I don't think the Bills ever rule anything out, right? Like they they no. does not it does not um benefit them to ever say we are not doing that. Like yeah, I don't be- think it would ever benefit them to say that. Yeah, cuz you're right, it doesn't. It never makes sense to close a door that doesn't need to be closed because you don't know how desperate Arizona ends up getting or you don't know right. how bad things get there, which is going to be the same thing with every team and with every player. I really don't think that they're ever going to just kind of shut off the idea of a player or of a decision that they're going to make. I just don't think it's likely. Like there's a difference between not Agreed. thinking it happens Agreed. and also not thinking that they would ever shut the door on it. Agreed. And I don't, I don't, I don't see DeAndre Hopkins getting traded to Buffalo. You never know. Maybe I don't see him just... getting traded at all at this point. What if they release him? I, then if he releases him, I think it's even less likely he comes to Buffalo because really? even though he says over and over and over again that he wants to play with Josh Allen, he's not going to take a contract that the Bills can offer him. They can offer him so little money right now. You think you think it's more likely? You Oh, I think if they release him, I'm not saying like, oh my God, I think it's like better than 50% chance. I still think it's unlikely. I think it's more of a chance if they release him than trading him, though. Um, like if they release him, I think I start thinking about those possibilities because I don't think he's getting a huge contract from anybody, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, but we said the same thing about Odell Beckham and look what Odell Beckham he got. He did. 
And Odell Beckham was coming off of a torn ACL. So I think DeAndre Hopkins, somebody out there would give him stupid money. Not even stupid money because he's worth it. He's a really, really good player. Who are the possibilities? I mean, because if you think of Kansas City, they don't have a ton of money. They also drafted Rasheed Rice. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Think about, did you, I'm sure you saw the clip of him on Brandon Marshall's I Am Athlete pod, right? Yep. And he said, and the talk was, end of your career, try to win, play with a quarterback. To me, that narrows down the field quite a bit. So I don't know how much money's out there. Is it really the end of his career, though? How old is DeAndre Hopkins? I'm going to look it up right now. I think he's got like two, three years left at the most. DeAndre Hopkins is 32. He's 30. 31 this year, though, right? Uh, Yeah, 31 in a month. He turns 31 in a month. He's 31 in a month. So, uh, no, not the end of his career, but at the tail end of his career, the next few years, like that's it. He wants to win. I don't think he's, he's not in the prime years. I guess, I guess you're right. It could, he could wind up getting eight, $9 million. And then the bills are like, okay, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I just think that if he becomes a free agent, you could structure a deal. You could make things work. The bills teams always do this, right? You add on void years, mm-hmm. whatever you, the cap hit isn't as much, but I think he's willing to take less than, at least you're not trading for the contract now, I guess, is my point. Yeah, but you also then don't have the potential of a team retaining anything, given what mm-hmm. you're giving up, which is kind of the only way that I ever thought it was going to work. So I guess it kind of goes both ways, because would there, whatever a team retains be more than what he would get on the open market? I don't know the answer to that, and that's just completely hypothetical. I guess, yeah. it, just de- I guess it just depends on the money. I think it makes sense for the Bills. I just still do not think they're going to do it. And that's the kind of the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other shoulder. I think for the bills, if you're going all in this year or for the next couple of years, Deandre Hopkins makes so much sense, especially if it doesn't cost you a ridiculous amount of money. But given the caliber of player that he is given the amount of what I assume league wide interest would be out there. I just don't think it happens. All right. We both have to get down to the stadium. We did this on a Tuesday morning. We're going to go to OTAs. Things could change. We could have some sort of other podcast coming your way because we find something out. I don't know. What if DeAndre Hopkins is at Bill's practice? Whoa! (laughs) We're doing an emergency pod right from the stadium, pal. Yeah, yeah, we'll do one. Deal, deal. All right. We thank you for uh, listening and, of course, watching. Uh, Go to South Sports on YouTube. Thanks for the great response. We're we're getting those uh, subscribers up on both angles. People have said they love the video part. People have said they love the audio part. We have whatever you want. Audio, video, it's always game day in Buffalo. Uh, Matt, tell everybody where they can find all your OTA coverage. Yeah, it'll be over at Channel 7, WKBW.com, Channel 7 at night in the newscasts and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, on Twitter at Matt underscore Beauvais. Sal, I do want to say, so shout out to everybody who came up to me at Oak Hill and gave us a little bit of love for the podcast because it kind of happened a lot. I don't know if it happened to you, but I had so many people over the course of the week. I was there every day. So I was there for a while, but I had so many people come up and say, love the pod, love listening to you guys. Yep. So it, it was really appreciated. So thank you all for the continued support. We appreciate it. Well, Jeremy and I were out there on Tuesday and then Jeremy on the radio. I, 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 it's, a, it's a proud moment when you when you know you I think, you know, like you just said, like it makes you feel good that people think you do a good job because Jeremy said on the radio on Wednesday, he said, Sal, I don't know what's going to be higher, the total score in this tournament or the number of people come up to say hi to you. Right. It was kind of interesting. It was really fun. And, and I appreciate everybody doing that as well. And they all said that as well. Um, hey, man, love the show. Love the pod. So, yeah, thank you all for doing that and saying hi. We and we love Matt and I are people people. I always say that we love to interact. Right. It's like you come up and say hi. Don't ever be shy. Don't ever be bashful. Just say hello. It's really cool. Um, in the meantime, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We got WGR 550.com. 
and at South Sports on Twitter, at Matt underscore Bove on Twitter as well. You can follow all of our coverage there. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much to our guy, Lucas Buckley. Always doing a great job. And Lucas, you know, gets us rolling here, and we have to coordinate schedules, and he's always there for us. He's putting together the audio, the video, and everything you see and everything you hear out there. It's always game day in Buffalo. Download. Give us a like. Give us a nice review. We appreciate it.